Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We have been known to do it. Welcome to the very first episode of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs to be released in 2020. This is episode number 171. I am your host, Mark Blankenship, and with me today, every day, is my bibtabulous host <laughs> and dear friend, Sarah D. Bunting. Hello, Sarah. With the mustachioed oats to your hall. Hello. <laughs> Now, Sarah, you chose the song that we are going to be discussing this week. Uh, what have you brought to the fore? Uh, I have brought to the fore Hall & Oates's Private Eyes. I wish that I could tell you why I uh, <laughs> decided to do this, but I just did it. I will tell you that after we listen to a clip, I would like to discuss the concept of the perfect pop song and whether this belongs in a putative canon of same oh but first another thing we often talk about on mast ass is can you skate to this and fuck yeah you could skate to this here's a <laughs> clip from private eyes I just want to say, Sarah, that when I listened to this song uh, for the first time in preparation for this episode, as soon as the song ended, I said aloud to an empty room, ain't nothing wrong with that. Nope. <laughs> no, Th- I mean, there isn't like, I suppose if this isn't your, you know, decade of music, you could quibble with it. But that is a great piano line. That is a great guitar line opener. It's just clever enough wordplay. The claps are iconic and fun. There's a hearkening back to doo-wop with the ooze. It is fun as hell to skate to. I also had a massive crush on Daryl Hall. and Well, of course. He was so hot. I am not. I was not sure that that was going to have held up. And then I watched the video again and I was like, oh my God, I absolutely would still knock John Oates and anyone else down to make out with that guy. The post-bridge acapella break. I still know every note. I mean, these guys, when I was in early grade school, they were everywhere. Yes. And then when I was in like middle high school, they were sort of back temporarily and you could see them sort of like trying not to slide down the mountain that was the 90s that were coming and they just fell clean off that shit like they're still touring and making albums and stuff but this was peak hollow oats um it, like i'm still a little bitter about sarah smile because it gets on me all the time <laughs> could someone in pop music please fucking spell sarah with an h on the end 
Anyway. Uh, <laughs> reference, please, our episode on starships, Sarah, as well. <sighs> yeah, we built this city with an H on the end. It's pronounced city. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that while this might not be like a perfect song in the sense of like flawless, I think that this is a um, iconic pop song. I think there are not like downsides to it i think that the length is perfect the build of it is perfect the way it's paced the use of um adding and then subtracting uh like drum lines and sound effects and stuff like that i just think it's really great i could play it 10 times in a row and did play it like seven times in a row (laughs) prepping this episode and why not but this also might be one of those uh recurring light motifs on mast ass that uh is like is there a bit you know is this going to be a um difference maker uh the age difference between us because this is like something that was in my mitochondrial dna when i was right. eight years old and you were two and yeah this when this song was popular i was in fact two years old um but i'll tell you what hollow notes if you were not alive in the early to mid eighties, it's hard to explain how dominant they were. I mean, it's not hard to explain. They were just, but you know, like they were, they were, they were dominant. (laughs) They were everywhere. And it's interesting because they had their first number one hit in 77 with rich girl. Yeah. And they had, they had Sarah smile and she's gone in 76. And then they disappeared for four years, which in pop music is may as well be a lifetime. And then suddenly 81 comes and they have in a row, Kiss on My List, You Make My Dreams, Private Eyes, I Can't Go For That, Did It In A Minute, Man Eater. Like all of those were the songs that they released in a row. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, oh shit, y'all coming for me? <laughs> yeah. Like... And the they, sound had not changed that much. Like there was still no. that like white boy soul thing that they were doing. And I think that it, and then, oh my God, saying, is it so out of touch? So the reason that I have a soft spot for uh, Hall and Oates is that they continue to have hits into the mid eighties. So that when out of touch was a hit, I was old enough to be aware of it. And I can remember even in elementary school in the late eighties, we had a really mean cafeteria monitor and mike dalton who was a troublemaker uh sat next to me at lunch and he would sing about this woman whoa here she comes watch out kids she'll chew you up whoa here she comes she's a kid eater and we were dalton, like ah! people. we were like mike you done it boy a plus <laughs> oh. oh anyway i so i very much was aware of and pleased by hollow notes um and i don't think that all of their songs are still great to this day like i'm not actually i don't really love i can't go for that no can do i don't but i hate man eater i've always hated man eater and you can't skate to it i mean fuck that but you don't like it but you know i look at a song like private eyes kiss on my list you make my dreams and out of touch those are four songs and rich girl honestly and those are five modern love which i know i was the only one that liked that song but the well, you weren't the song, only one. You know, it's a thing. You weren't the only one. It was a top five hit. I just actually, I have to say, I don't remember that one, so I can't speak to it at this at this time. I, I would love to hear what you think of it because there's some weird, like, key changing, like in the middle of a note. 
that's happening that I'd just be interested <laughs> to hear what you think about it. But that's an episode for like, I don't know, 2028. Um, but the point is, I think that Private Eyes is an example of this very excellent R&B pop band at its best. And a thing that I would add to the list of compliments that you correctly bestowed upon it is the fact that they were able to capture the ineffable feeling of effortlessness in making this song. Obviously they put effort into it. You don't, yeah. you know, they, they, but like, it doesn't sound like they are trying very hard. Like they're just in the studio having fun and it makes you feel like that they are having a good time. I can't explain why I feel this about the song. It also but doesn't do, feel too it, built though at the same yeah. time. Like it's not effortless because it's like an assembly product. It's just effortless. Right. It's, That's a very good it's point. Just, yeah. Like they're just having fun playing music and like jamming. And not in a pretentious way where the guitar solo lasts eight minutes. And I just, and I like it. And it's, I think it's worth also pointing out here, because I think it could be instructive, the differences and similarities between Huey Lewis and the News and Hollow. Yes. Because I feel like they're both in that white boy soul R&B lane. They were both popular at the same time. Um, Aren't they both and like I have, Philly? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think actually Huey Lewis is Southern. I will look that up while you're talking. Continue. uh, I also would have um, 80s Huey Lewis can get it anytime. Oh my God, yes. And I feel like that, I feel like the difference is that, um, and I love Huey Lewis in the news. Like, do not get me wrong. Like, if you want to talk about the power of love, I'm here for you. But they feel a little slicker and a little more corporate somehow. Like, yeah. they're a little and whereas, a million of them. Yeah, but like, the, the news is literally like a newsroom of people. I think that weren't we in the news? Everybody in America was briefly in the news. Um, but I feel like Hall Oates is the like they are the less polished version of the music that they and Huey Lewis and the news are making. So when you're in the mood for the show to reference what I was talking about with Reba McIntyre the other week, uh-huh. then you go to Huey Lewis. But when you're in the mood for the carport jam, you go to hollow notes. Okay. Huey Lewis update was born in New York city, raised mostly in, um, uh marin county california and then his parents got a divorce and he was sent back east to go to the lawrenceville school in lawrenceville new jersey which i think i knew that but of all people (laughs) that's that's like finding out reba mcintyre went to like choate what the hell she did it's like it's a different reba she spells it with two e's happens all the time (laughs) it's fine (laughs) Yes, I agree with you. Um I think there are I think there are a lot of songs that we talk about um on the podcast that are that are perfect pop songs whether only of their moment or mm-hmm. just generally and I I do think this is one of them. I think it is just the right length. It has an excellent ear for what it's doing. It feels mm-hmm. authentic. It's fun to listen to. There's nothing like 
like there are certain Brian Adams songs that I would nominate for this, but then there's like a um, object of a prepositional error that I am unable to <laughs> <that it's> like, <laughs> look, look, run to you. You had us and then you lost us. <laughs> so it was, fu- that was fun to think about while also just bugging out in my desk chair while I was prepping yes. the episode and listening to this and then listening to other, um, songs like the genius playlist that apple music suggested based on this and it was like wow like a lot of these are also extremely just like egg like pop songs like an egg Mm -hmm. is a meal there's everything you need in it and yet it's this like featureless white perfect thing that contains lunch (laughs) so that's that's my feeling. I don't I didn't go into the episode thinking that I would talk about this like grand unifying theory of the perfect pop song, but uh But here we are. Yeah. Here we are. And uh yeah, I'm going to have to go back through our massive spreadsheet of past episodes and see if I can flag any others and think about that as a as an experiment. Did you keep listening to Hollow Notes tunes after we after you Oh, hell this? yeah. I mean, here's the thing. There is something Pringles-like about Hollow Notes to me, too, where I can't have just one. Uh-huh. They, they just put, The songs put me in a good mood. And I, if I'm going to listen to this, I have to listen to You Make My Dreams. I have to listen to Kiss on my list. Like, why wouldn't I do that? Yeah, it's true. I, I also... I debated, like, what I think my second favorite is Kiss on my list. But I was like, I, I mean, I think Private Eyes is just a little bit more and better I, for me, my I think that Private Eyes is probably my second favorite, and You Make My Dreams with its funky, funky beat is my number one. Yeah, solid choice. But here's the thing. I don't want to get rid of any of them. I want them all. Yeah. And uh, I also think it's worth noting that Holland Oates also continues on and is a primary touchstone of the great pop narrative of the lesser second member <laughs> oh yes and it's Club not that he's Lee. lesser it's it's not that he's lesser in talent i mean john oates is uh i'm obviously contributing things to the group but he didn't write any of the songs he didn't sing on any of the songs he was an excellent musician in the band but uh it was the daryl hall experience and uh nobody wanted that's unfair but i think it's true that probably fewer people wanted to bone oats that wanted to bone <laughs> hall <laughs> i i think that's true and like you said love andrew ridgely love um love messina <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor messina <laughs> whose first name i don't even know <laughs> i have to say and john and <laughs> and <laughs> hi i'm and colon and messina and messina it's pronounced Andy. Whatever, no one cares. <laughs> amazing. There is um. There's an amazing second. <laughs> I would prefer it if you called me David. Shut up, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're so mad about it. Shut up, Anne. Oh, that was great. <laughs> there's an amazing joke on The Simpsons where Lisa gets second place in a contest and. Someone is like, second place is still great. And then she imagines that she is on stage at a concert of the second placers. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the announcer says, introducing Garfunkel, Oates, Messina, and Lisa. Oh, Garfunkel. 
<laughs> and then it's just a reminder too like there are other people in maroon five i think <laughs> the other four <laughs> yeah but the, the the difference is that for hall and oats and Loggins and messina and simon and garfunkel both of those names are in the title and that's not even true of wham yeah uh, like at least it wasn't michael and ridgely because then you'd be like it's just george michael shut the fuck up <laughs> shut up and <laughs> beat it ridgie <laughs> i mean poor oats i always got the impression which i think is based on absolutely nothing except like an eight or nine year old's weird variations on received wisdom about the world that have nothing to do with anything that hall was like the cute one who sang and oats was the one who could actually play and had a mustache mm. Mm. well he definitely had a mustache yeah and he did he's always he's always playing the guitar in the videos so yeah that's probably true i feel like he also shaved it off before like the 1987 album and that was like when alex trebek shaved his mustache so everyone was like what yeah it's like felicity cutting her hair mm-hmm. don't do it yeah. The video for Private Eyes deserves another mention, too. I read that the video was made in basically half a day with no plan, and the director just showed up. They hired the director because he had a reputation for making things quickly. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, it and shows. <laughs> he showed up, he threw some trench coats on them. They're just looking at the camera, dancing kind of daddily, and, well, and then the, they the left. The camera is like way up in one corner of the... Yeah. And there are... it's, very, it's weird but then a lot of other videos did that kind of super minimalist thing but it cost a lot more and took like three days to do and this was yes. just one of those happy accidents well it was also very much from the era in the early 80s when nobody was quite convinced that videos were going to last and so they were being done in a pro forma perfunctory yeah, way so the record company's like we're not paying for that shit yeah and they were like shut up and, and. <laughs> shut up and and get your ass to the studio. <laughs> but I kind of love, I love the cheesy homemade quality of it because it's just so clear that hollow notes could give a shit. Uh, and yet Daryl Hall is so cute that any excuse to watch him is welcome. And they're really having fun with how budget is. Yeah. Like all those guys in the back, just like pantsing around. Why not? It's like they had the prop box from your wedding and it's like, Oh, the little like plastic shutters sunglasses i'll try those this hat doesn't yeah, fit who cares <laughs> slap bracelets for all more coffee and <laughs> <laughs> no no don't get it from the wolf women upstairs they'll hurt you <laughs> that's what happened to messina he went out in the closet <laughs> and smoked a menthol and a coffee machine fell on his head <laughs> It was the 80s. This is what's happening all the time. The, the wolves were abusing the coffee machine in an office. It's been covered up by big crups, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> you guys, if you are new to this podcast, I... Okay. All I can say is if you want to know bye. what the fuck... There, there, there are two possibilities. One, you don't know what the fuck we're talking about and you've already stopped listening. Two... <laughs> You don't know what the fuck we're talking about and you're interested. If you would like to know what this means, this wolf coffee maker thing, track down our episode on She-Wolf by Shakira. I don't want to say that all will become clear, but you'll see where the insanity starts. It, it's still not clear to us, but at least you'll have some idea of what like topic verse we're in. Oh, well, um, and see, this did is... We, 
Did we determine what Messina's actual first name is? No, hold on. on. I'm going to look it up. Hold on. Vamp, I'm going to look it up. Okay, I feel like we do have to offer, especially for uh, new arrivals to the podcast, some some information. His first name is Jim. Jim? Jim Messina. Shut up. His name is Ant. Yeah, shut up, Jim. Your name is Ant. His name is Jim Messina. Bef- oh, born four days before my birthday, but many years before I was born. Right. One would hope so. Jesus. Uh, James Jim Messina, now 72. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> he and Lisa will be releasing an album soon. Uh, so where Garfunkel is smiling. I don't think so. He seems like he's pissed off a lot of the time. I mean, wouldn't you be? I didn't get to marry Edie Brickell. The fuck is that? I have this great tall hair. Come on, man. Who, who's weary and feeling small now, you son of a bitch? I was in the car. I was in carnal knowledge. <laughs> I got to lick Anne Margaret's elbow. <laughs> Put that in your boxer and smoke it. And <laughs> lie to die, motherfucker. You know, this is going to be really interesting when we look back at 2020. January 2020 is the month we lost everything. Yeah, seriously. Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah DeBunting and edited by Sarah DeBunting. That's me. Need to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet us at talksongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash massdass.podcast. To become a supporter and producer of the podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash massdass. And as always, thank you for listening. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.